Kalimera, Kalispera, wherever time you're watching, this is Mapa. I'm Stel, and I'm joined by a very, very special guest. Now, this gentleman, I'd say he is the driving force, or one of the driving forces behind Ari's success. He's the technical director, Mr. Joel Tamahu. Joel, thank, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? All good, all good, all good. We are Excellent. here, always working and trying to bring things at the top, as always. Working. Working hard, I can see. I can see you're traveling everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to move. You know, it's uh, football. It's it's. I believe that it's communication uh, and and uh, learn from everything for to see outside what is done. Try to implement it here and, and also what you do here. They copy it. And for me, it's all about this football. We all copying each other, taking the something, trying to make it the best way, and then put it. Uh, you know, and then that's what I'm trying to do, or the club is trying to do. For sure. Well, you've got many years of experience in the game. You've played in Israel, France, Germany, Cyprus, I think the Middle East as well. But yes, let's, yes. Start, let's, let's start from the beginning because mm -hmm. I, I, I would like to know who, who were your idols when you were growing up as a footballer? Because you were born in 87, I think. So yes, I'm guessing maybe the, yeah, so maybe the first World Cup you might remember was France 98. Yes, ninety-eight. Yes, but but in this period, I was still in Ivory Coast, and we were more more watching Brazilians. You remember they came as the superpower in this competition, and they lost it final. Zidane was the guy that we everybody then bring uh, and rated highly. Uh, me at this age, I was still mixed up. I didn't have a true face that I could identify to. And when France won the World Cup, then I traveled to join my family in France because that was most happening. You know, the families from Ivory Coast move a lot in France, trying to have so-called better life, you know. And, and that's what, after France won, I moved there to, to join my family with my brother. You know, we joined in Paris. And then from there, we started again new life. And that's brilliant so, because a lot of um, African players I've spoken to, when they were growing up, they idolized the likes of uh, Abidi Pele and yeah. George Weah. Did you have a, a an idol when you were growing up? Um, me, not so much. I told you I like everybody, you know. Uh, we had our top guy, top centre-back, you know, our number 10. Abedi Pele was a face, but again, my head was, you know, I liked everyone. I liked everyone. So this is why I don't want to say name on the name of a specific person. It's later on when I got... 16, 17, then I pointed someone that I tried to really identify myself to, you know. Uh, Fantastic. But from 12 to 15, 16, I was still, you know, like mixing, you know. Uh, for sure, for you. sure. Well, th th there's something I wanted to ask, actually, because I know you've been in the game for many years. You know the game inside out. You've traveled everywhere. But I need to ask you about Arsene Wenger, because I know he was a pioneer of, of English football. Um, but I know he had a massive impact on French football and African football as well. So, mm. what can you? What are your thoughts on 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 Mr. Wenger? He's an architect. He's an architect. He was for me the definition of what English and what in, it impressed the French. It was a manager because in in France at that time there was no manager. There was a coach, and there mm. was up on top someone who was making the directing the policy. Uh, in England, he made everything. I'm asking myself now that I'm working in the club. And I see all the work that you have to do. I understand that it was a real machine, uh, like really a brain. And what he did for Arsenal, of course, was amazing, amazing. And for me, as you said, he helped African. He, he, he was, for me, the best because he found a way to mix culture, you know, 
with Africans, with French, with English. And it's something at this time that was not easy. You will agree with me, I hope. And he find a way. So that's why the first word that came in my mind is architect. Architect. Mm, fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. So you, um, you played at various clubs. You played in Cyprus. But you ended your career at Adi a club that I believe at the time were going through a bit of a transitional period when you were playing. But then when you retired, it's almost as if there was a, a, a big change around the club. Mm. Um, what do you remember about joining the club and the, the gradual process to where it's at at the moment? Uh, when I came, it was after COVID, if you remember. Uh, there was already before COVID trying to sign me, but it was hard. I was in another club and uh, with COVID, all the contract, everything, we start from zero. Uh, they proposed me a project, Yasos Luca with uh, Costa Sisandro. They proposed me a project and I agreed to it because uh, after COVID, I had to play. We had to, you know, come back again on the game. And for me, I, it was not about money. It was not, it was about, first of all, the envie to play, to be back in Cyprus. And the project of Aris was stable because they told me the player they had, Delmiro, Lenos. I mean, they had already a strong group. So it was an easy decision to come. Uh, when I came after a few weeks, unfortunately, the president died. And I mean, you are like, oh, shit, what's going to happen now with salaries and this? And the guys, the management did great because they find a way to find sponsorship and this. And then um, the club was going in his way. Uh, even if we, we were paying late, but we were still paid and it was for me and we had a great group. So it was OK. You didn't feel that it was hard for them. And then middle of November, the owner appeared, came. Uh, because they were already trying to poach some investor, but he he liked the project. He came uh, on the day against Alki. We play, we won four one. He came that game, and this is the moment he fell in love with the project, the way we were playing, and this, as he said, uh, they told us in the change room before the game that someone came to watch us. So we were like, ah, okay, okay. And then this game, we all killed it, and he liked it, and then the story came started from there. You know. It's an incredible journey for the club, for sure. And, you know, winning the title last season, the first title in, in 93, 94 years, however long the club has been in existence. But for you to be part of the club as a player and then as an executive director, what was that like for you, you know, retiring and then going into the operational side of football? Were you prepared for that? Uh, I can tell you that it was not an easy decision first because we all love to play. You know, we tried to play until 40, 42. I didn't expect it, to be honest. I was thinking to play last season in Aris and go back to France to make diplomas or in playing lower division. And the owner proposed me to, to stop and, and help him and help the club to develop itself. I spoke with my family. Uh, he gave me 24 hours to take decisions. <laughs> so it went pretty fast. Uh, when I did it in the beginning, I will not lie, it was difficult, honestly, to adapt to this life where you train all the time and then you do nothing anymore. You don't sweat, you don't. So I found another way to waste my energy. And then to come inside, let's say that if you are not passionate, you cannot deal with it because is you, 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 when you are a player, people come to you, they need something from you. But when you are outside of the pitch, you need to be useful. You need then to, to demand. You don't get the request. You need now to ask requests, to ask people what they need, to understand what the club needs. So you need to go to people and it's a different uh, standard, you know. So I had to adapt to it. I did it easily because in my life, I always had to push for things to get what I wanted. So in that area, it was easier. And then I have to adapt to, to understand rules. 
because you need to learn to respect rules now when you are outside of the pitch. There is regulation, there is a law, there is a way to adapt with people, with your co-worker, you know. So this thing, I, I had to, to learn to adapt to it. And slowly, slowly, the club also had a hard time. You remember the period of January where we won less and the owner took a big decision. He was to change coach. And that was, for me, the starting point of all this that you see now because... Uh, even if many people didn't understand this decision, he's someone with a big vision and he thought at this time it was the moment to change. And uh, we were together, he discussed, he, he, he talked, he talked, and then he took the decision to take this coach. For me, this moment then was the big point that brings us to that moment we are now and we are talking about Aris changing this story because this coach brought something else to the club, you know. Uh, of course, with my experience, with my vision also, we all work together to make the club be the best. But the static point actually was this moment when he changed the coach. You know. Well, the thing is, it's funny you mentioned the, the coaching change because I remember last season, Adi mm. were going through a difficult period. I think it was six mm. or seven games without a victory. Mm. And we were thinking, oh, we know the Cypriot environment in terms of how things are done. Some coaches only get 10 days. We've seen it at other clubs, which I'm not going to mention. But... Um, you stuck with Mr. Shpilevsky and it paid dividends. So it goes to show that the mentality at Adi is completely different to most clubs, if not all the clubs in Cyprus. Uh, again, that's what I want to come back to the owner again, believe and, uh, and how we work here is that we believe in stability. And I can tell you that, tell me whatever you want, but if, you were, if we were getting weak and change coach, we would have never been champion. That's, I'm sure. Because in this period of hard time, stick, the team stick together to the coach, to the player. Nobody criticized. Nobody start to leak information. And the owner defended the owner. We believe on the coach, you know. And at this moment, this is the moment for me where we became champion. Because we stick to the guys. Because we are the young team. They learn from those difficult moments. And then slowly, slowly, when we won against Apollo in this game, you remember at the last day of the transfer period, because many people push me push the owner to sign player agent propose and we stick we didn't change nothing and this moment we we pass this this level and unfortunately that's what i will wish from other club here because i really believe in cyprus to be in this state of mind sometime in hard time you know my next question is about the mentality of cyprus and people will argue and i, I can kind of see where they're coming from people will argue that perhaps adi because they don't have the fan base of, say, Omonia, Abolon, Abuel, there's less pressure on the coaches to be successful. Because if, say, for example, Sofroni or Sapinta are going through a difficult period, the fans will be on the, the head coaches next, whether it be on social media or whatever. But people have said to me, well, because Adi don't have a big fan base, there isn't that much pressure. But this is football and it's a football club and it's a business so the pressure is going to be the same, if not more, because of the title victory, because of the success at the club in the short period of time, you know, getting to the conference, league qualifiers, et cetera, et cetera. So what would you say to people that think that because of the, the size of the fan base, the pressure isn't greater at Adi? Well, uh, what I will tell them is in some ways, maybe they are right in this about the pressure of the fan. But for me, the biggest pressure is the pressure of the management. Uh if the management stick to what he believes, because the problem I believe here in Cyprus is to believe in what you do. Most of the club, and sorry if I might hurt people, they don't believe in the project they're doing. 
And at Aris, compared to others that been talking like this, is they don't believe because if you really believe in what you do, in the time where the boat is shaking, you know the direction you are taking. So whatever the waves of fans of this, you stick to your plan. And that's what with the owner we did, we stick to the plan. And the plan was that the coach was a big investment. He had the project, he has the structure, and we believe in what he was doing. So that's why that despite the wave, people pushing this, we didn't. Now about the question that is the less pressure, that's why it's easier for us to do what we do. Uh, no, I don't agree. Because again, for me, who put the pressure is the management, is not the fan. The fan are shouting, yes. They are complaining like your children can complain to you when you are not giving him what he wants. Because fan wants what? Winnings. So when they are not getting it, they are crying, they are pressuring. But if you know why you do this and where it's going to lead you, you stick to your plan and you continue. And then when the sun will come and they will this, they will stop to it because your plan will start to work. And that's what happened with us. So people who can criticize our fan base, yes, they are right. We don't have fans like IL. We don't have fans like Apollo. But we have also a spirit, the same spirit that in the team inspired to the fan is the passion, is the rage, is the runs, is the intensity, you know. And that's for us, our support, our fan, and our player bring it and show it. So even if we have only 300 fans, it looks like we have 10,000 fans in, 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 uh, in the perspective, psychologically, for, uh, for the player and for the club, you know. Well, onto the size of the club. Mm. Now, again, the, the fan base isn't as big as, obviously, the other clubs. And we've seen the yeah. likes of Upwell create a legacy with, you know, 10, 11, how many league titles it was in a row. Then you've got Omonia, Abolon, Anochtusi being the first Cypriot clubs to qualify for, for the Champions League. So yeah, you know the, the history of Cypriot football, right? Yeah. So how do... How will Ari use other clubs' experiences to kick on? Because you won your first league title... You're in the Europa League, which is a fantastic achievement straight away. Having beaten Glasgow Rangers, we know how well you guys are doing. How can you guys use the experiences of other clubs and maybe their mismanagement? Because that's effectively one of the main reasons why these clubs didn't kick on to be even greater than what they are. So how are you guys going to use those experiences and implement it with your philosophy to be the dominant force in Cyprus, which you have the potential to be? Uh, one word, anticipation, initiative. Uh, we don't do things uh, thinking short term. We don't put tape just for a few days. We try to take decision and to do things by anticipating the next. Are we going to sell one player? We're already working on his replacement. Are we going to need a top player? We start to look for him eight months ahead and not in the last minute. This is wow. So the experience of what happened with Apoel, with Ammonia, with Ayek, like the fantastic road they had last season, we try to anticipate what's going to happen. And the best way to anticipate things is to start to work ahead. And we work already for thinking about January, thinking about next season, thinking about in two years. This is how we're working. And we try to make sure by hit we know that whatever happened. And again, if we have turbulence like it happened in many clubs, we will be ready to, to receive it because we know that we are already starting to work for the next step. You know, So we will not shake and change again or destroy all the work uh, that we already accomplished by changing things again, you know. Well, your answer is kind of a really good segue to my next question. I don't know if you want to answer this one, but you mentioned when players are about to leave, you already have a replacement in mind or lined up. Landing Badgie, the goalkeeper, mm. that was an interesting situation for you guys because he joined the club and a few months later, he's gone. And 
you know what the press are like in Cyprus. It's like, oh, well, he could he's joined for a million, but they don't read the, the, the actual statement from the club that says it's up to a million. So you guys might not make a million euros. It, you know, it's, it's depending on appearances. It's depending on various things, but they see the million <coughs> euro figure and they think that is how much they got from him. <laughs> it's laundering. It's this, it's that. Uh, I, know the game inside uh, I, I was the instigator of this. I was with the owner, the negotiator of this. I was, I mean, from the day one until the end. So I can guarantee you and certify that it's not a laundry or any kind of business. It's a pure operation with investing in young talent and gaining from it at the speed of uh, light speed, you know. But the thing is, again, it was anticipation. A uh, few months ago, we made trial where we signed young players. And I understood that is not sustainable because to survive in the training of our coach, you need to have player with a solid basis. So this is why last October, with the owner, we already had the discussion and I knew that there was many competition, young competition in African continent, like African Cup under 17, 18, 20, 23. So from there, we build the program and we already target which position we're going to get. Of course, all the club now, when you see the football environment, are investing in young players. So what I did, it was just to go ahead of the bigger club than us. Because Baji didn't sign in Aris because we came last minute, like maybe Midgeland saw him or Ren or Gang saw him. I came way, way months ahead. So I already started discussion with Baji, not during the competition, but before the competition started. So when with Aris, we came to him, I had time to explain him the project of Aris. But what people don't know is what Baji already was known by other clubs or the bigger club than Aris. So what I just did, it was, what we just did as a club, it was just to sign Baji before the other clubs. And when he came to us, he joined us in May at the preseason and he played against Dynamo Kiev when he had this game and then they saw him. And also this country, this club, Qatar, was looking for the best goalkeeper of the competition. We already had him. So that's why, of course, as a, let's say, poker game, the, the, as they already wanted him and he was for us and not in Africa, it increases value. As we are Aris, we were champion. We were by the champion playing a team that's going to play championship qualification. So in football, if you come then, well, the value rised because it's for us. He's not playing anymore in Africa. So people think that it was some kind of scam or this. No, it's just that he left Africa. He came to a team who won the league. It increases value. And for the Qatari team, the owner set a price. They had to pay it or they had to let him play for us. And they say, okay, we have the financial power to get him. We pay him. So they just bought his talent and they bought the value of Baji playing to the champion of Cyprus. And that was his value. One million plus bonus that can go more higher than a million, you know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> perfect, perfect explained. And see, this is the thing. Again, I, I don't mean to knock the island and the way that things are done out there, but I think there's a lot of whispering that happens. Mm. And that's the problem. When the whispers turn into wildfire and mm. I'm... I'm, I'm Pretty happy. That uh, uh, I want to clear you on that. There is whispering when there is no knowledge, but when there is mm. knowledge and the understanding of the institution or the work you do, then you say, okay, they get what they deserve. If you can go later on transfer market and check one player called Sano, he was uh, also in the same team. Landing was goalkeeper. He was the center back. In the competition, Senegal got zero goal. Maybe, yeah, you can criticize the level of the competition, but it was not. I was there with three other scouts. We scouted the whole competition. Senegal was so far the best team in the competition. So we fight with SC Braga to buy the centre-back Sano. We signed him with a pre-contract, but Braga 
took the upper hand because they are a bigger club than us. He signed for them. And also, a few weeks after, he signed to uh, Algarafa for 2.2 million. Did Braga launder money? No. Because he went to Braga, the value of Braga is higher. So they had to pay more to get him away from Braga from a five-year contract. But he had also for us a five-year contract. So his value was this. So there was no London money. There is just a new environment of football where there is a new market in young uh, uh, talent. And that's the price. And I believe we could have sell in more. But of course, we thought about the future of the boy. Maybe to have chance. They explained us the project that they have for us because we don't throw him away like this. They had the big projects for this. Is why we accepted to let him go. And Braga also, with getting a young top center back, they sold him also for 2.2 million. You can go on transfer mark and confirm it yourself. You would see it. They bought 2.2. So maybe we sold Baji less than uh, his value, actually. You know, there you go. There you go. And I'll tell you what, this is another segue into my next question. The scouting system that you guys have is incredible, as the proof is in the pudding, as we say in England. You know, Bambika. Musunda, Strutsky, uh, Montnor, so far, e even Morgan Brown, my friend, you know, how, how far do you think these players can go in their careers? Because let's be honest, right? Okay, I know Mayambella is 27 Already, at the moment, yes. so he's still got time. You know, Gomis is in his 30s, but ba Babi and Musunda, those two have a lot of potential. And I'm sure Glasgow Rangers fans won't like me mentioning this, but, you know, their left back, he, he had twisted blood. Fabi absolutely ripped him apart, you know? Mm -hmm. So, obviously, they got the potential. So, how far do you think they can go? And on top of that, do you think that being a club in Cyprus, it, it kind of not harms their progress because there aren't that many eyes on Cyprus, but the, the value, do you think you guys will get bullied out of selling these players for a, a lower value than what they're worth? Uh, first of all, it comes to Cyprus, as you pointed, to be here for them can be dangerous or not. I will say no, because we have a coach who is very innovative, creative, that push themselves to give their 100%. So I can guarantee you that at Aris, I don't know what is the soup in other clubs, so I don't want to criticize anyone. But in Aris, we are working at the intensity of the big clubs. So you can ask all of them, Morgan, your boy, is working more hard in the training than in the game. So... Already in this, they are in this high intensity environment. So this for what, when a club come for them, we're asking what we believe is fair because we know that he's working and he will be, we will deliver them a player that is already ready to support the European high level tempo, you know. Uh, about the strategy, we know that we're bringing them here with a coach that support the project. So push them to progress. So this is why we believe that they have a huge range of improvement space because they have a huge potential. You talk about Struski, you talk about Babika, you talk about Musonda, but I want to point you another boy, Mamadou Sane, who is even younger, with a bigger potential for me also. Struski, who have a bigger, who became now, or we will become soon a national Polish player. So if you see it, when they come to us, they didn't lose because they became a national team player playing for Aris. They were not before to come. They become while they're at Aris. So we are... I believe helping the Cypriot country football to progress. We are not arming anyone, you know. I also forgot to mention Benson, who's another one that... For me, yeah. another... So, our, I forgot, sorry, to reply to one question. You spoke about the scouting uh, department. We're trying yeah. to have a structure because we believe in structure. We don't believe in a recruiting player on YouTube highlight. What we do inspire other teams. Now, Omonia, I heard... Apoel, Paphos, they all have data analysts. They have a scouting department. This is what we want to do. We don't want to despise or kill the thing. We want to help things to go in the highest level. 
you talk about my experience. I play in Hungary, Israel, France. Today, those two countries that I want to use as example, go to Transfermarkt and check at what price they are selling now, Israel or Hungary. They are selling a more than million. Israel last year, they sold uh, 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 one player, seven million to, to Red Bull Salzburg. Why? When I was playing there at my time, they was not selling. Israel was selling between zero and half million. Now they're selling between half million and seven million. Why? Because they structure the work. And this is what we're trying to do at Aris. We structure the, our work and we hope that other clubs will also structure the work. You know, This is why myself, I set up myself to the UEFA Elite Scout to increase my knowledge and increase my network to know more people than to have chance to scan much more region that I already know myself, you know. So it's all about educate yourself. And with this education, you can implement it here, like I said. For sure. And, uh, you know, you mentioned your, your education and having played in various countries. Obviously, these young players are going to come to Cyprus, different culture, different language. You being the technical director, I, I'm assuming you're involved in the whole mental health side of things and um, obviously uh, adaptation to the environment. How does your role um, help these players yeah. assimilate? So uh, to speak? There, is, there is one thing that we, because I played years, I started to play 2015. And I always want to say that uh, I want to learn from the loser. I don't want to learn from the winner because the winner always wins. The loser know what he has to do to not keep losing because he learned the bad things. And, and I saw how works club at the level, let's say, the six down and the six up, because it's always how we used to be in Cyprus. You have the best six down, you have the best six up, all the time the same. And there is one thing that is being done in clubs is that when we fight to sign a player, big player, young player, this, the moment we sign it, we are like, it's okay, I got the player, it's, it's finished. No, the real work starts because you need to work on his integration to understand the culture, the life, the system of the coach, especially if you change every year or every six months, every three months coach, you need to assist the player. So my work is not only to go to poach the player with the data analyst, with the owner to scout. When we get him, that's for me the easy way. The difficult moment is not when you try to sign him. The difficult moment is when you bring him to adapt the fastest way possible to your system, to your view, to your life, to the life club of the club and to respect your club. Because if he comes and he sees that he's not so coordinate, he will not respect you. He will call behind, outside and say, ah, he's shit here, he's bad here, he's like this. And where I was before, even if he was downgrading, he was lower, he will tell he was better than where he is now. You know, so my job is not only to bring the player to the club in the best way, but also to help him, to assist him, to integrate the best way, the system of the club, the coach philosophy, the, to respect the employee of the club, people from inside or outside to respect everything about the club that's my role and also to help him whatever he needs in the daily life because <laughs> player have things that happen through his life to help him to deal with everything that so he can focus only on football and on the game you know and i do it with every player from zero to 35 years old that's my mission you know, so for sure and, and i think as football fans the you know, we see the players on the pitch, but we don't know what happens off the field. We don't know about their private lives. You know, I know players myself who have gone to live in countries that are seven, eight-hour flights away and they've left their families and their kids behind and they only get to see them maybe two or three times a year. So when you guys sign players, obviously you're going to sign them based on their ability, but do you look into 
maybe their personality or their personal lives before because I know Sir Alex Ferguson used to do that all the time with Man United players. He always looked at you know their their background and if they had wives or girlfriends or if they liked to go partying and if they partied a lot, he never used to sign them. But do you, do you guys look into the players' backgrounds before signing because you think mm. I don't know the psychology might be a bit different. Being on an island make it harder because you are here and you need to get information because in Cyprus, obviously, we bring a lot of foreign. So do you have time to make the due diligence, to check, to check background, problem, life in the change room? With my network, I made it easy to be able to get those information without being in the life. I will not say my secret things to know, but I make sure that I know at least 80% of everything. And this 20%, he has to tell us if he's honest. The coach himself tried to investigate by having a one-on-one -on -one video call with the player to see him in eyes if he has fire. That's something very important for us. But for my side or for Daniel Sikorsky, who worked with me or for the owner, we try to make sure to know the best, the most we can know. Good or bad things for me is not about fighting the dirt, no. is to find out all the information and to know if we can work with it or if we cannot work with it. The moment we know we can work with it, even if it's as bad as it looks, we will sign the player because we believe that we can fix him or we can help him to deal with whatever bad things he has because what we believe is, is the performance that he can bring us on the pitch. And we hope we can change. We have a psychologic, we are a person that we hire, will help them. We have uh, me, we have Daniel, we have the coach. We have There is a whole thing around. So whatever hidden that the player has, if we believe in him, we will help him to fix it and we will get the best of it. You know. Well, uh, you mentioned Mr. Sikorsky, and it seems that the club is recruiting internally people that know the club, that know the DNA of the club. And obviously, he's been there, you were there. And, you know, I'm guessing people like maybe Morgan have got a job for life at the club. Is that important? Because I've seen in the past the likes of, uh, you know, Real Madrid and Bayern Munich and Juventus, they've kept former players in and around the club to keep that, that lineage going, the heritage. Is that something that you guys are trying to implement? It's really important to the owner. I was player, so the person who started it is the owner. So he could maybe reply to you the best. But football, let's say, and to be honest, is about trust, you know, trust. Of course, you can find bad people in your circle and get the best outside. But we believe that as we inspire from club, like you say, Bayern München, Real, Germany, Gladbach, where I played, they also do this. And I believe we discussed with the owner, it's really important to have this because what is the most important when a new player comes is to see that the club keeps history. When I am a new player, I come in a club and I always see new people all the time. They're just coming, going like in a metro station. It's not good. You need to make an effort to keep, at least even if it's not from the same club, but from the same country to keep that base. Because when you're going to recruit as a Cyprus, we always bring foreigners. The people who come need to see, to find people in place because it will help you to make your institution respectable. And it will push in hard time to believe that good times going to come. If you always have new people, the day that it will, they will shake, the wind will just blow you up because there is no solid base. And that's what the owner intends to do, is to have a base that whoever comes will respect this base and will help this base to always grow and stay and stick to the ground, you know. So this is why for him it's important to have those players those guys from the team to be implemented, involved in the project. For him, it's vital. It's vital. Oh, absolutely. And if you look at the most successful clubs throughout the world, they don't sell seven, eight players every summer and yeah. recruit seven or eight players. They keep a core group of players. Maybe one or two might leave, one or two might come in. And, and you guys have clearly done that this season. And I think that's a testament to the players at the club who are 
determined and are still hungry to be uh, successful and obviously the, the staff. But, you know, at the start of the season, I, I believe that your main target or Ari's main target was to win the league and maybe, maybe have a run in the conference league at, at a minimum. Now, obviously, it, things change throughout the year. You know, you've got a, a good victory last night. You're still in Europe. Has the strategy changed? Or should I say, have the targets changed this season as the season's the, progressed? The, the, the main target is to win the next game. That's the main target. Coach is trying to push the player to give their 100% every day. And if you want to give 100% every day, you, don't, you must not think about at the end of 31st of May. You need to think about tomorrow. So what we repeat, because I'm myself with the coaching staff when we do video all the time there, because I help the guys that are new or the guys that don't understand to explain them more, also Daniel do it, is to learn to give 100% on the present because the present will build the future. If we sit here and we start to speak as artists, oh, we need to win the next title, we need to qualify for this, we will be focused and wondering the end game. No, for us, the most important is the present. The present, what we do today, will build the future. So there is no objective of winning the league or going third position. No, is to give 100% tomorrow and prepare the game of Salamina. That's my message today to everyone. If they think that we have big no. Next objective is to win Salamina. That's the most important now. Nothing else. Brilliant. Well, I've got a couple quick questions, which I'm not, I'm not sure if you, you're able to answer these because they might no. not be your department. <laughs> okay. It might be your, not your department, but... As you're aware, there's a lot of Cypriots outside of the island, whether it be in the United Kingdom, United States. And I don't think Cypriot football is in the forefront of their minds because I'll give you an example. I live in the UK. Most of my Cypriot friend, friends follow Arsenal, Man United, etc., etc. They say they have a Cypriot team, but they don't really keep an eye on their, their, their results. So are, are they looking to get into this environment and say, right, there's a big sport, you know, big Cypriot uh, following throughout the world in the United States, in Australia. Do you think Adi are going to target new fans from the, that those regions, so to speak? That, that, that's a, that's a, an answer for our marketing department. Uh, I try to be involved, but I try to let them do the thing. Each one mm. here have this position and you need to respect it. We are always aiming to attract fans from everywhere, you know, we the guys been trying to bring fans from Russia, from uh, from uh, everywhere, Ukraine, from uh, America. After is not easy. Let's be honest. And what can drive them to come is our result. So this is why uh, the strategy they're doing or what they're doing, the objective is to attract the most as much as possible from everywhere. But what they do, the process to make it happen, I don't really know. So I don't want to say things by mistake, you know. But yes, no, we want, right. of course. To attract from everywhere that's the main objective because you know we're fighting here with apoel Ael. it's not easy you know so abroad we're trying to attract as much as possible yes of course and the other question it's all linked i'll piece these together yeah <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> there's been a criticism of ari in terms of the lack of separate players being mm. played in the first team and i think that's a criticism for most separate clubs anyway so i think it's, it's a little bit i think mm. people are nitpicking a little bit but what can you tell us about the academy system of Ari? And on top of that, leading back to the previous question, as you know, lots of separate players. We've got a lot of separate youngsters playing football in the UK. We've got players at academies in Brighton, uh, Arsenal, even West Ham. So is there a chance that perhaps there will be a possible connection with separate clubs or grassroots clubs in the UK with Ari? 
Yes, the, the, the guys who, the owner appointed someone to take care of the grassroots and this structure to attract, to bring them as much as possible. Uh, uh, the problem is, you know, you have many Cypriot who are here and would dream to go outside because, of course, outside it's always look more beautiful. So when they want to go, it's difficult to hold them. Those that are already outside, they, maybe if it's difficult, they like it to be challenged. So to come back is very difficult. For me, for the first thing, because I will talk for our for my area, our area, is we try to convince players that played abroad, like in Atletico Madrid Bay, you know, Costis or or in bigger club to come to, to join it because we believe they have the level to survive in our level here. But unfortunately, they already reached that level, so they are not willing to come back because it feels like a step back, you know. So what we're trying to do is to develop our race our own. It's not easy because we start from very, very far. You will agree with me, I hope. So to reach to the level of coach expectation is very, very, very difficult. I will not lie to you. So what we're trying to do is to build a new concept, a new system to find, to build a, a, a secret Cypriot team that we have at our 11, and then later on try to sign them because unfortunately it's hard to find players that are coach typology. You know, you saw our way to play is not easy. Even Matis Polaric, who is for me one of the most talented Cypriot players in our team, is hard and he's fighting like a lion to get his place and he's giving his maximum when you come. You see, when he comes, he can score, he brings his best. It's not easy. So, which Cypriot to integrate in us is really is not really easy. So, you know, it's, it's very, very difficult question. It's not only us, Paphos have issues. Uh, Apollo, Omonia, they have big base of Cypriot young players, so they can. So everyone has this problem, not only us, but believe me, we're trying our best to implement as much as Cypriot that we can. But it's really not easy. Fantastic. And the final question I have, for football-related anyway, um, what do you make of the, the current situation with the Cypriot national team? Obviously, it's not been great, the results. Um, as someone that's been in, on, on the island, seen how the football is, see the quality of the players, you know, can, can things get better? For me, before to talk about those kind of subjects that are very deep, you need to know the rules. You need to understand the system, why and why. To sit and watch the game and say, ah, they are shit, they lost uh, 7 0, 8, or this, why? But my problem is, what are we doing in the deep to fix? Because this kind of problem, you're not going to fix it by changing coach, by changing players, no. You need to start by the beginning. It's something that Danish team, Norwegian team, Israeli team, Hungarian, they all did. And as long as in Cypriot football will not do it, you will always have the same pattern, you know. I will take you as example. I am a foreign person, you know. I, I was in Ivory Coast, I came in France. Check the national team of France today. Everybody's story is mixing, you know. Uh, I feel that my personal belief in, in Cyprus, we want to function in an old way, in an environment football where everybody is mixing everything. If... 90% of the national team function the same way like you, it's okay, you can do it. But if 99% of the national teams function and you alone, you function your way, you will get kicked your ass at the world level. Look, uh, Germany played the, the game against France. Who were the two wingers? Sané and Nyabri. Where are they coming from? They are immigrants coming, the parents came, and then today they are the best wingers of German national team. In the middle, we were in the middle. Two Turkish boys, Emre Chan and another, where they came from. From the, So at some point, you need to mix. Yes, we need Cypriot and we need, but you need to open your doors to others 
culture to other country to order to maybe naturalize some families because Germany had this problem in 2003 and they changed it and later on the result came when seven ten years after so if Cyprus want to have this he need to start now to have result in many years but it will not happen by kicking out the coach or kicking out the tactic or changing the, the this this problem is more deep you need to to change the system in the academies the rules in the under 19 championship to have better quality there to take out in the first team and then later on to give the you know you need many astuces you need to watch the others this thing will not change but they only here you need to look what israeli hungarian norwegian do you know another example when uh the game cyprus against norway here it was what one zero at uh and then at 60 65 minutes who were the two players that came in two sorry cappuccino skin like i used to say for me personally without hurting anyone came in wingers what they did they killed the game where they come mm -hmm. from issue from the immigration so at some point you need to open your country if you want to stick only to your thing the others that change they will kill you non-stop yeah. you know so we yeah. need to change the regulation, the regulation in the academies in order to improve the level and then later on have the best Cypriot player with the national team. Maybe it will be black, maybe it will be mixed, but it will increase your level, you know? For sure. Absolutely. Fantastic answer. Brilliant. Well, my final question, and, and thank you for joining me, Joel. I really appreciate it, mate. It's, it's an absolute pleasure, and hopefully we can we can do this again. But yes. what is what is next for Mr. Damaru? What's next? Are you going to be the uh, technical di director for Cote d'Ivoire, maybe? Yes. <laughs> I, I, Ivory Coast gave me everything. I came in France when I was 13 years old, so I had already a base for my Ivory Coast, and it will be, I will be proud. Now I'm in a project with Aristi Masson, and I hope it's going to last the longest possible, even if football there is uh, waves is, is football, but I'm, I'm working now here and I'm giving my 100%. If something else comes and the only thing my time has to hand, that's football. But as long as I'm here, I will give my everything. And of course, my dream later, I'm 36. I started still young. These things. Still young. There is still a lot of time, but I, have, I, I, I want to bring Aris to the top, to the top. And if it has to be somewhere else after, then why not? But what I want is to, to build something stable that when you leave or when you go to the next, you turn behind and you say, this is a project and it lasts for many, many years. And what you did here, you bring it in the next place, not to change or not to forget what you did. And that's why for me, it's really important that whatever we do here, the coach, the owner, the things, the next step for us is to be based on this. And then if we go somewhere else to continue to bring this machine there again, to build the same way and make again the best. For me, that's the most important, the legacy, you know. Legacy is really important. Fantastic. That is incredible. And, and thank you for joining me. And thank you, everyone, for watching. We'll be back very soon. Don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter at This Is Mappa and on Instagram. So until next time, adios. <laughs>